You're listening to Her Path to Success, a podcast to empower women to pursue a career that aligns with their passions and core values. We encourage women to show up, take actions, and thrive in their own ways. If you're looking to get inspired and expand your mind, you are in the right place. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning into another episode of Her Path to Success. I'm your host Peggy Wu. Every week, I talk with female entrepreneurs, small business owners, and change makers about what they do and share valuable information with my listeners. The goal is to inspire everyone to think about what they want in life and career, and pursue what is important to them. When I'm not doing my podcast, I am a certified life coach and yoga teacher. I guide my clients to find their career happiness, and I help my yoga students feel good in their body and soul after a long day of work. Today, my guest is Nina Barnett, the founder and CEO of Group. Group is spelled G-R-O-O-O-P. is an app. That shares safety status among friends and family. It allows you to set up safe zones, create a community, and update your safety status to alert others if you need help. Group's goal is to make safety more fun, inclusive, intuitive, and non-invasive. Nina started this business when she was in college, majoring in physics and acting with a math minor. She's also a singer, songwriter, actor, and stand-up comedian in the New York City. She even opened shows for comedians such as Jim Gaffigan. So Nina is multi-talented, and she is also a great business founder. So let's meet Nina. Hi, Nina. Tell our listeners more about yourself. Thank you so much,、um, Peggy, for having me today. It is an honor, and I am so happy to have gotten to know you a little bit more over the past like month or so. I am Nina Barnett. I am the founder and CEO of Group, and we operate under Group, but our legal name is Means Inc. And I'm based in New York City, but I am from Raleigh, North Carolina. So I was born and raised in Raleigh. Went to school at UNC Chapel Hill. Go Heels. And now I am up in the city. So, and you know, contrary to popular belief, I have loved being here even throughout 2020. It is the greatest city, in my opinion. But yeah, so I started Group in really kind of hard. Started it in 2016. I definitely had the idea before 2016,、um, but I was actually still in college at the time. So I was going into my sophomore year and had been. Interviewing all these different people and you know figuring out what I wanted to do, but essentially I just had this idea of you know I was a college student at the time. I felt like there weren't really any options to make safety appealing. You know, there's all these different things on campuses like blue light systems and all the things they tell you at orientation and all the resources that your parents give you and things like that. And I just honestly. Felt like none of that was being utilized, and there were still terrible things happening. And I personally, you know, didn't have anything happen to me, which you know, thank goodness for that. But I had friends that were in unfortunate situations, and I really just felt like something needed to be done about that. And so, 
that really is why group became what it was. It was really just, you know, looking at university students and especially women and figuring out what is a way that we can empower users to trust their intuition. How can we lean into our community, but how can we also harness the fact that safety can be fun? I think, you know, a lot of the conversation surrounding safety is usually post-tragedy or it's in kind of a boring setting like an orientation or just a checklist training. And so we really wanted to be able to reframe the conversation and say, hey, safety is something that can be associated with fun and with doing fun things. And we really just wanted to make sure that people had safety as a part of their everyday rather than only in the worst case scenario. So that was kind of why we started. And initially we started out as an app, which we still have today. We still operate fully. And that is a free app that we really created to just kind of have something that people could use without a barrier to entry. You know, we wanted it to be something that people felt like they could use 24 hours a day, seven days a week, not just in a dark alley at 2 a.m. And um, yeah, it's really evolved from there to being more of kind of like our B2B side of things. We work a lot with corporate HR, we work with universities as a whole, and really being able to deliver diversity inclusion training, sexual harassment prevention trainings, and all these things that are already needed. But then they also get these long-term safety plans with onboarding of our app and all these different types of things. So that's kind of what our company does in a extremely large nutshell. Um, but I love it. Every single day is different. I think that, you know, I'm sure any entrepreneur will tell you that I can't say that every single moment of every single day, I am like, this was the greatest choice of my life. I think that sometimes I think I should have sold my soul to corporate. I should have just done all these different things. But then there's the days where a user will write in and say, hey, I was using group and it really got me out of a what would have been a tragic situation. And obviously, I hate hearing that there even are tragic situations, but to hear that it just affected one person and helped one person is so important to me. And I think that's something that's always been inspiring. And I think, you know, just in regards to all the things that are happening in the world, to be able to say, you know, this is something that's out there and it's available and it's free and people have access to safety is so important. I think that that is definitely you know, what's most rewarding to me. And I think also being someone that started a company in college and then watched it grow and then became full-time and then moved to New York City and continued to be full-time on my company, that's something that I think inspires other women. And I think it inspires other young entrepreneurs. And I love just hearing from, you know, I'll speak at colleges, I'll speak at high schools, and just having one person say, hey, I saw your story, and I have a really similar idea, and I would love to talk to you about it. That is so rewarding. I love mentoring. Thank you for letting us to get to know you better. So Nina, tell me, what are some of the challenges that you have faced in running your business? You know, I would say there are obstacles that are always there, like just the fact that I am a female entrepreneur, but there's also obstacles that I've overcome 
And that has been so impactful. I mean, I went in starting a company without even having taken an economics class. And obviously I overcame that. I just taught it all to myself. And was it easy? No. Was it exactly thrilling? No, but it's something that I'm so proud of. And I I think that, you know, a lot of the challenges that we've dealt with as a company have been everything from, okay, how do I be a nice, but respected boss to, okay, the app is crashing. What the heck are we going to do? And I think that, you know, I have learned to always lead with grace and to always understand that people may be going through something that you do not know because I've gone through that personally. And so I think that that's how I treat my employees. That's how I treat our partners. That's even how I treat, you know, our customers and people we're selling to and investors. I always just lead with saying that today I'm going to choose to love well. That's something that, you know, one of my great friends, Wen, always did. And she has always kind of inspired that for me. And I think just being able to love well, to choose joy and which I have on a sign in my room and being able to see that every single day is what's gotten me through obstacles I guess some more of the like tactile um, and tangible obstacles are everything from the app will crash in the middle of a meeting or, you know, we will not have funding for certain features that we really, really need and things like that. And so I think that, you know, those are things that you just have to work together and I can code some stuff, but I can't hop in and fix a crash usually. So just having to work together and understanding that I'm not going to get everything perfect, but now I can mentor someone that might be creating an app or starting a company. And I can say, you know, this is what I did wrong. And I got to make sure that you don't make the same mistake. So yeah, I think that all challenges have definitely worked out in our favor in the end. Um, But me as a person, I also am one of those people that's truly all over the place. I in college majored in physics and acting with a math minor. So I could not have been more on either side of the spectrum there. And I absolutely loved physics, absolutely love acting. Both of them I was super passionate about. Both of them I'm still very passionate about. And I actually started really doing a bunch of acting stuff when I was little. I have been singing my whole life. Songwriting has been probably in the past eight or so years. And I actually started doing stand-up a couple years back. And so that is something that I do in New York City as well. Kind of have been right place, right time. So it's gone pretty well in New York. And that's a big part of why I'm here. I actually have a show tonight, which is super exciting because live comedy is coming back after the pandemic. But yeah, I mean, I just kind of fell into it. It's really like the most random ways of falling into stand-up was truly because I was supposed to be in an acting class and then it got canceled, but I had already paid and I was only living in this place for one summer. So I had to do something. And I took a workshop with a female teacher, which I think was super, super helpful for me. And now here I am three or four years later doing stand-up in New York City and opening for people like Jim Gaffigan. So it's very much so I just kind of always lead with passion. I do everything in my life. If it's not bringing me joy, I'm not going to do it. But I am the person that truly will pick up the most random hobbies 
just because I'm passionate. Like I've been learning how to code and I've also been taking a financial analyst class just because I think it's cool, which is a little strange. But I'm also the person that will sit down and take a day off work and write songs for the whole day. So I just really try to lead with what makes me happy, but um, I'm very type A. So I definitely like to get a lot of stuff done. So I guess it's a, a good balance. Nina, I'm really curious about the process of creating group. Can you tell us more about how you develop the application? Yeah. So if you had the sketches of what I originally was imagining, it's kind of funny. But basically, I said, I need there to be a way that I can make sure that my friends are safe and I don't have to do go through 85 steps to figure that out. And so I honestly really just wanted some type of interactive map at first. And then essentially I was like, there, you know, I don't think I'm even going to go through with this. And then one of my close guy friends actually at the time sent me an article and it was on how safety apps were some of the top grossing and all of these things. And so I thought, okay, how has no one figured this out? And I finally was like, okay, I'm going to just learn how to code it and I'm going to do it myself. And then after about a month of that, I decided, okay, the app will be so ugly and it'll take me so long if I try and do that, that I need to get some outside help. So I essentially spent like months interviewing freelancers and development firms and just trying to figure out exactly who could be in line. And ended up having a meeting with a company that we still use today and they just got it. And I could tell that they were passionate. I could tell their lead designer was sitting there and was sketching out all these things. And it was super in line with what I was thinking. And so I kind of on the spot was like, this is it. This was the, the meeting and great. And they ended up being in Durham, North Carolina, which is so close to Chapel Hill. So that was just kind of by the grace of God. And so I was able to really go over there all the time and just kind of make sure that we, you know, we're always on track. But so kind of the way it started is we did a lot of customer research, customer interviews, figuring out exactly like what colors we wanted to use, what we wanted to call it, how we were going, because group, we did not have that name for a long time. And we really just went through and just figured out what exactly people wanted. And then after a couple months of doing that, we launched it in a beta at five different colleges and did that for about two to three months. And then we soft launched it after that. And then just kind of two months after that did a hard launch. And so it really is a lot of, you know, you develop what it's going to look like and then you do the back end, and then after you do that, you make sure it's working and then you beta test it and you figure out, okay, do these people like it? Do they feel safer? You know, kind of all those things. There's all these different things that you don't even think about that goes into just having a successful app. And, you know, the day-to-day now is very much so making sure it works, looking at new features. Apple's always releasing new things that we have to fix. So, yeah, I mean, it was a lot of, I wish I could have done it all myself definitely would have still been coding today. Um, But yeah, I just worked with this amazing team and they really helped it come to life. But I was sitting kind of probably annoyingly over their shoulder for 
every single step and every single day of the development process to make sure that the vision was being captured and, you know, figuring out how to get it rolling. I see. That's really interesting. So I'm wondering who's using the app right now? People using the app, a lot of times we will see a ton of families love to use it. And then obviously very heavy in the, you know, college age, university age students. But then what we see the most actually are people that are living in cities, whether that's people that are traveling with work, people that are, you know, living in high crime areas, people that are just living in somewhere like New York, where there's just always things going on. But we definitely see kind of that millennial Gen Z age um, using it a ton, but then a lot of them use it with their parents. So that's something that you kind of see that age jump as well. But mostly, you know, something we've seen, especially during COVID actually, is that people that used to rely on having, you know, other people around for their safety, for example, in somewhere like New York, where you're just used to, there always being people on the sidewalk, always being people on the street, you didn't really think about ever being truly alone or walking alone. And so we saw an increase in downloads because people are suddenly like, I need to have that same safety net and that blanket of safety, but I don't have physical people around me. And so our tagline is safer together. And that's always been something that we say that because you are safer together, even if you're not physically together. I want to ask you, what's next for group? As a CEO of this company, what do you have in mind? Yeah, so next steps, I mean, we are so excited to be having some of our pilot customers for some of these new industries and, you know, working really on getting into organizations and really that B2B side, I think is the biggest thing for us. So we're really working on customers and big focus on sales right now. And so I think that will be something that we hope to kind of become that gold standard for any organization so that there is always safety implemented in more of a normal way, um, for lack of a better word. So I think that's a huge thing for us. We are also in the middle of raising our seed round actually right now. And that is going to be really, really exciting. And so just, you know, really excited to get some new fresh blood in the, you know, board of directors and on, on our team and have some new hires. So I think that that, you know, raising that money will be great for us just in terms of expansion. Since you started the business when you were in college, what advice would you give to college students thinking about starting their own business? Yeah. So I actually speak on this all the time and it's so funny because I definitely didn't ask for anyone's help and I should have uh, right at the beginning when I was starting my app. I think, you know, starting a company is a commitment. You know, you have to make that decision. Like, is this a passion hobby side project? Totally fine. More power to you. But is this something that you want to be doing full-time when you graduate college? Like a very different path. So I think that You know, it's one of those things where I think that more people should be absolutely encouraged. I mean, I think it's just as hard to balance schoolwork and start a company than it is to start a company when you're also working a full-time job somewhere else. So I think that, you know, more young people should absolutely be encouraged. I mean, there's all of these incredible 
venture capitalists now really looking into that Gen Z age. And so I think that, you know, it's something that anyone can start it, but you have to be passionate. You have to believe in yourself. That is such a big part. And so I think that if college needs to be more of a self-discovery and figuring out what you want to do, that's also totally fine. I think the biggest thing and what I always say is they only believe you as much as you believe in you. So if I were to be timid about my product and my company, I don't think anyone would want it because if the CEO doesn't believe in it, why the heck would anyone else? And, you know, that goes, it's the same thing in stand-up comedy. You know, if I don't believe my joke is funny, why would anyone else think it's funny? So I think that, you know, especially for college students, be doing things that you think are actually going to help you figure it out. And I think that something I love is that you can have an entrepreneurial spirit And that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to start a company. That might mean that you're going to work at a startup and that you want to be that kind of idea and the brain and you want to be on a founding team, but you may not want to run it. And that is just as powerful. And I mean, those are the people that keep my company going. So I think that that's also something important because I think there's so many people that have all these great ideas and they really want to start something, but they don't really want to be the person running the show. And that's fine. Just finding people. And I think college is the greatest networking experience, which obviously no college student would ever call college networking, but it really is. I mean, and you have access to so many people when you're in college. So I think that being able to utilize that, utilize your university email address, many more people respond to you when you have a university email address. So I think, you know, utilizing that, meeting as many people as you can, seeing what ideas other people have, and just being able to be open-minded to maybe working at a startup, um, I think is so important. But I guess the biggest thing I would say is if you have a good idea and you think you are the absolute best person to be doing the job, then do it. Because that is something that every single investor I've ever talked to has said, we really invest in the founder and making sure it's the right person for the company. And so if you believe you're the right person, it doesn't matter if you're 15 or 50. So yeah, I would say just go with it, especially females. I would encourage many more of them um, to really get started at a young age too. So Nina, here's the big question. What's your definition of success for group and for yourself? you know, group success, the way we have always looked at success is that the conversation around safety has changed. And for us, that means safety doesn't only have a negative connotation. And I think that obviously there are tangible things we can look at that means we're succeeding if people are writing in, but you know, it's kind of hard to to track how many bad situations people avoided unless it was a very, very close call. So, you know, we're not going to necessarily have those stats, but I think for us, it's really that the conversation around safety has changed and that group is genuinely implemented at multiple organizations across the globe and, you know, has changed lives. And I think we, we do get those user stories that are so important, but just being able to see it as that gold standard is really what success looks like for us. But I think truly at the core of it all is just that the conversation has changed and that people can think of safety and also think of joy and happiness and not think of safety and something horrible. So 
I think that that's definitely for group. Um, success for me is different. I'm, I'm very, honestly, I'm very hard on myself. So it definitely depends. I think for me though, I just always want to be doing something that's making me happy. So I think that, you know, will that be group for the rest of my life? I have no idea. Um, will that be, you know, you're seeing me on Netflix comedy special in a couple of months, maybe. Is that something that I totally pivot and do something totally different? Possibly, but I think for me, success will always be just that I have woken up and chosen joy and I've woken up and I am very happy at whatever I'm doing. And I think that I definitely struggle with being perfectly content all the time. I think most entrepreneurs are pretty similar in that way, but I think, you know, the biggest thing for me is that I'm always doing things that I love and that there is nothing that is feeling like I'm pulling teeth when I wake up in the morning. But as of right now, that, that is what, how I feel. And so, you know, there's, there's great things that come with being a female founder and being a young female founder and especially a social impact founders. I've definitely, you know, gotten awards and publications and then thought to myself, oh, those are all great, but they didn't give the company any money. And so I think that it's one of those things where success for me is usually not those very tangible, like there's a ton of money coming in or there's a bazillion people on the app. It's it's never really been that. I think it's just, do I wake up and am I happy? And am I surrounded by people that make me happy? Um, I think that those are so much more valuable. And that's something that I've learned from really close friends and family that as long as I am being a good friend and a good daughter and a good sister and a good roommate, that is something so much more important and successful in my eyes than you know being the number one on the fortune 500 that would be great though i would definitely consider that success as well okay nina i'm going to be honest here i'm very curious about your show tonight what are you going to talk about so a lot of my stand-up are about is about girls and how girls can be kind of crazy but in the best way and why we're crazy, because I think crazy is, is good. I think crazy is a great thing. So generally, I would say, yeah, tonight, I'm probably doing a little bit about that and uh, dating some, I'm single right now and in New York City during a pandemic. So that always provides some great content um, from dating apps to ex-boyfriends to all the different things. So I'm sure I will be touching on that as well. All right. Thank you so much, Nina, and have a great show tonight. That was Nina Barnett, the founder and CEO of Group. Nina's mission with Group is to give everyone access to safety. Nina's personal goal is to choose love well and feel joy every day of her life. Nina mentioned that facing challenges is the norm in a business, but you have to believe that everything will work out. To Nina, she leads her business with passion. For college students thinking about entrepreneurship, 
Nina's advice is to identify whether your idea is a passion, hobby, or side project. You can have an entrepreneurial spirit, but it doesn't mean that you have to start a business. Be open to work at a startup and get a feel of what that is like. If you decide to start a business and need people to invest in you, know that people invest in the founder. If you think you are the right person to do the job, then do it. Be passionate and trust yourself. Other people will only believe in you. If you believe in yourself, if you want to connect with Nina and learn more about group, go to getgroup.com or find them on Instagram at getgroup. Group's application is available in the App Store. If you enjoyed today's episode or the show, please help me spread the word and subscribe and follow. Also, connect with me on Instagram or Facebook. I'll have all the information, including Nina's website, in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you, Nina, for being here today. I wish everyone joy and love in every day of your life. Until next time. Her path to success is here to remind you: define success your way, not based on what someone else is doing or what others expect of you. Remember that you are worthy, and you have what it takes to succeed.